Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Today, Jonathan is here. He's our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? You know who else showed up? Ryan. He's our co-host. He's the number one Disney dude. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper. And this week's edition is Disney for the Marvel dude, right? Right. Uh, so this one, uh, we're kind of uh, taking our series of um, Disney for the uh, whatever dude. And uh, this time jumping on with the Marvel's uh, side of it. Um, basically... For those guys and girls and whoever that are fans of Marvels, this is the episode for you. Uh, we're going to cover everything there possibly is to do with Marvels in the parks. Now, it's probably going to be more uh, Disneyland favorites, just based on what part of the course is here. But uh, there's some options at Disney World as well. So don't don't worry. Who would like to kick us off? I mean, where do we want to start? That's the question, right? Like, like there's such a small amount in Disney World, right? If we're sticking specifically to Disney, there's a decent amount in Orlando. But if we're sticking to Disney, Disney World has such a small, small amount. Should we just talk about that first? Yeah, go for it. So I think let's get the, the big one out of the way, which is, um, you know, I guess maybe the first thing that we should tell people if you don't, if you're not familiar with this already is that Universal actually owns the rights to the majority of the Marvel theme park um, uh, uh, characters, right, um, in Orlando. It's a deal that went back long, long time ago, you know, before Disney owned Marvel. Um, but they basically split the country down the middle, and they said whoever uses the majority of the characters gets the rights to those characters and their theme parks once it's done. You know, if you don't use them, you you lose them, basically. So what happened was Marvel pretty much jumped all over it. And they took the X-Men and Spider-Man, and they took all the big names, right? The Avengers. Uh, they took pretty much everybody. But they left out one key group that Disney recognized, and ju they jumped all over it. And that is the Guardians of the Galaxy. So Disney took full advantage of having that ability, and they noticed that Universal didn't use Guardians at all. So they stole the rights back to Guardians of the Galaxy and created the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride at Epcot as a result. Now, Epcot does pay homage a little bit to some other Marvel characters uh, beyond that, although they don't present them as Marvel characters. Uh, and what I mean by that is if you go into the Norway Pavilion, they have a room that pays uh, dedication to the, the Nordic gods. And if you know who the Nordic gods are, it's Thor Odinson, it's uh, Odin, it's Loki, uh, and and Hela, 
right? Which are obviously characters from the Thor storyline, but those characters were originally derived from uh, Nordic mythology. So that's pretty much it, right? For all you're going to find in Disney World when it comes to Marvel characters, the rest of the characters, you got to skip town. You got to go over to Universal to see them. And that's our proposed update and replacement to Frozen. (laughs) I would love it. I would love it. That would right. be fantastic if you turn that ride into a into a Thor ride. Thor that ride, be... that's it. That's it has to happen. That's I mean they have the potential, right? Or maybe because the Frozen is so popular, they God forbid do a second ride. Although France has two attractions at it, so they could, right? Yeah, I mean the problem is they need to get the rights back from Universal, which I think is going to happen probably sooner than later. To be honest with you, so when they did that transaction, right? They paid four billion dollars for Marvel. And with the caveat that you mentioned about not all the characters in theme parks, right? That's pretty, it's a pretty big price tag for not having full control. They also did not get full control of the most popular Marvel character. That's right. Which is Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still owned by Sony. This is what happens when Marvel starts selling off pieces because they were a print media uh, uh, company that, that hadn't gone to the movies yet. They hadn't attempted to do that kind of stuff yet. But when when Mar when when Bob Iger bought Marvel and gave it over to Kevin Feige and and what he's done with that franchise has been phenomenal, um, and he's even incorporated uh, 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 Spider Man. But the reason why I think it's going to come back pretty soon is because Universal realizes they may have the rights in the theme parks, but they no longer have the rights in the merchandising, right? So they can. They can pump up the X-Men all they want, but Nikki's, Mickey's getting a piece of every single character, T-shirt, mug, you name it, when they sell it. So, uh, and, and that kind of is a nice segue into the major, other than Guardians of the Galaxy, the other major diversion, if you are a Marvel dude, is you can get all their stuff from merchandise perspective, at Disney Springs. Yeah, there's a Marvel store. There's a superhero store at Disney Springs. That's a good call that that you can go into. And it's just your regular shop, right? It's not a huge shop. It's probably, I don't know, a thousand square feet, maybe maximum. But you can go in there and you've got all the different toy characters. You've got all the t-shirts and all the hats and mugs and everything you could buy. It's everything, right? That's the thing is it's everything. And like you say, that's, you know, to quote Mel Brooks, merchandising where the real money's made after the movie, right? Yeah. So, uh, and that's and it's located right next to Star Wars Galaxy uh, Galactic Outpost, right? So they're right next door to each other. Um, and so that's if you're into either Marvel or Star Wars, and you're not in the parks, you head over there, right? Um, yeah, the the headquarters store is was quite the quite the thing when it popped up, and it's become popular um they also have a pretty decent little section over in world of disney too they've also snagged quite a quite a small piece of real estate inside of that store for marvel stuff right and that's you know look at if you're a marvel fan you're gonna go to orlando and you're gonna take advantage of guardians and uh you know a little bit of disney world but you're gonna go to universal for the rest of it right um if you're really in it or if your kids are into marvel right so you're, you're gonna if that's what your little dude is into, you're probably going to split your time uh, and make sure you hit those things. So, but when it comes to buying stuff, 
the options and decisions and what's over at Universal is nothing compared to what Disney owning the merchandise rights are. Yeah, no, that's totally true. And and um, yeah, Disney's got the best of the rides too. I mean, honestly, it Guardians of the Galaxy, the Cosmic Rewind is phenomenal. Now, people love the Spider-Man ride and the Hulk ride. Yeah. And they deserve a lot of credit over at Universal, but they're nothing compared to Cosmic Rewind. No, I, I mean, look at a gift credit to them. When Spider-Man first came out at Islands of Adventure, it was all the rage and there was nothing like it. And they, the technology has changed over the year. It still holds up and it was still, you know, the best Marvel ride until Disney burst on the scene recently. But, um, you know, great attractions. So, but other than, you know, the store and guardians at, at Disney world, we really have to start to head over to the West coast, right, Jonathan? Yeah. Uh, out on the West coast, uh, you've got a lot more options. Uh, especially a uh, big one is you've got uh, Avengers campus. Um, that again, like we mentioned, uh, our friend Spidey, uh, he's got an attraction over there. Uh, the guardians are also, uh, over there as well. Uh, and you got a whole, land theme to um marvels there as well so it's night and day difference and the stuff there is pretty damn cool so if you're looking for disney and you're looking for uh, marvels that's where you want to go so when they first opened before it was even avengers campus the first thing that they did uh in disneyland and disney california adventure is they flipped what was the tower of terror over into uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Now, we've talked about this a few times on the show, but if you're a Marvel fan tuning in for the first time, because we've got the Marvel name out here, um, Tower of Terror is essentially a drop-style ride. You know, and it's if the the thought is it's meant to frighten you, right? That's, that's the thought. Um, the same ride, it's literally the same ride, is being used in California with Guardians, but instead of that trying to frighten you it's more entertaining you right so every time you see a different level you're you're seeing something some animation from guardians of the galaxy and then you know you'll drop or whatever but they say that because of the tricks that it plays on your eyes that the ride in california is kind of like when you throw a baby up in the air and then you catch it that's kind of the ride sensation that you have but when you're in Tower of Terror, it's just like you start at the top and somebody's dropping you down flat five five flights of stairs or five, maybe not stairs. That would be terrible. Five flights in the elevator, right? So um, that was the big thing. Now, when that opened, people were mad. They were mad. They did not want to see Tower of Terror go. But the day it opened, there were 10-hour lines to get on that ride. And it is still a massive attraction in Disney California Adventure. So it's um, it's a totally different experience and a lot of fun, but uh, it didn't stop there. Right. It got bigger and bigger. Now, you know, it was disappointing a little bit. They, they did what they did and there was future plans. I don't know if it's still going to go, but describe for for our listeners. Uh, you've been to Avenger Campus, right? I have multiple times. Yeah. Yes. So you're you're the most qualified to to describe that to our listeners, Ryan. Yeah, so um, Avengers Campus, the first thing that they started to do, uh, actually, I was there right after it happened, was after Captain Marvel came out, um, they used the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, truck 
and they had Car- Captain Marvel and her jet. Uh, that's how they started introducing more Marvel into that area. My guess is that was happening behind the scenes. They were working on the theme park uh, rights for the West Coast. Uh, once they had that solidified, they literally took over an entire chunk of Disneyland, Disneyland's uh, Disney California Adventure, and they built an Avengers campus. So they built literally the Avengers uh, uh, base, if you will, like the Avengers Tower. It's not quite a tower, but they built like an Avengers base there. And that's kind of the center point of this area. Uh, and at that base, you can meet, I mean, I can't even tell you how many Marvel characters you can meet. You can meet characters from the movies. You can meet characters from the TV shows. You can meet characters from the comic books. Uh, everybody from Moon Knight has been there to Captain America zombie. Captain America will show up there uh, at Halloween time. Doctor Strange has an area over there. Uh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Thor, Loki, um uh hulk had a very weird funky outfit that he would show up in sometimes over there uh iron man is there ant-man is there wasp is there i mean it is a uh, spider-man of course there too right so it's just like one thing after another and as they opened up more areas in this park they started opening up um um more to do with spider-man right because if you look at the most popular uh comic book characters over time Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman are the top three all time. And that really has not changed. And it really hadn't changed up until the Marvel Cinematic Universe became popular. Then you started seeing some other ones climb up there. Occasionally you'd get Wolverine or something like that up there, right? But but for the most part, those were the three. Well, uh, Batman and Superman are owned by Warner Brothers, which is uh, Six Flags, which means it's crap. It's never going to go. <laughs> it's never going to go anywhere, Right. But Marvel now that's been uh, uh, bought by Disney and they're starting to do this stuff, they're really playing on that storytelling that the Imagineers do so well in building these lands. So there's a Spider-Man stunt show now that happens out there with some crazy animatronics and Spider-Man literally slinging his web and and running through that area. Um, There's a whole ride now that's Spider-Man themed and based there. And the ride is kind of like a Toy Story Mania or a Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin, right? Where in that area, you're you're, you're slinging webs trying to take out robots um, that, you know, Peter Parker has created by accident, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that that's kind of what they've turned that area into. But this is just the beginning of that area. I mean, there's still room to build in that area. There's still places that they can add things in that area. There's some uh, old sound stages there, right? That they can yeah. convert, right? Yeah, and they've got plans to do so. They've got plans to do so. I mean, John is really more in tune and like the the future of what's coming. So, John, I don't know if you want to talk about some of the things they've talked about putting in that area, uh, both both the stuff that maybe didn't come through and also the stuff that's kind of on tap. So, currently, I know the biggest, simplest thing that they've put in there is just very recently they've uh, added a new shop um that's the biggest thing that that's happened the last couple couple weeks here um there's been some talks about a really cool ride i'm trying to remember what exactly it was but basically it was almost kind of like a star tours but a much 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 better star tours um that was going to take up that whole kind of inner space of the avengers campus when Avengers Campus was first announced. 
Um, that's really the biggest e-ticket, I would say. I know that the Spider-Man ride was kind of hyped as an e-ticket. I wouldn't really call it an e-ticket. So that e-ticket, but... was was that a Guardians, another Guardians? or was No, it, it was X-Men. a true event. It was, yeah. It was true Avengers okay. style. True Avengers, and I yeah, and I looked at it, and it, when I saw the concept art, I thought it would look more like a soaring, um, kind of setup, right? Really immersive screen and interactive with the special effects. Um, it's not there now. It's great that they have the space for it. You know, like so many things at Disney, they put a pause on construction, and everything. I hope it's still on the drawing boards because. Um, you know, my opinion, it's, you know, two rides don't make a land, right? You got to have more attractions. So I hope that comes out. Um, I haven't been there. I'm looking forward to experiencing that all. Last time I was there, it was still the Hollywood Tower of Terror. So I want to, I want to see the whole thing. Um, you know, but what I'm most impressed is the character interactions, right? Mm. Um, Mm. the audio animatronic uh free falling of spider-man they had for a while was fantastic i don't know if they're going to bring him back but uh that was amazing to see him flying through the air and and doing cartwheels and and landing past the rooftops but uh, i hope he comes back that's Uh, that's still there that's that didn't go away that's still there so they fixed it after the crash so so there's actually carl i'm glad you brought that up the crash was fake that was, was. A, that was a CGI yeah. thing that a guy did because he just thought he would fool people. And he did such a good job with the CGI that he literally had to release a video showing how fake it was because Disney was up his butt about it. Oh, okay. See, I so, don't know. Side, side story with that. When I found that, that video, I started to try to, again, because you guys know, most of our listeners know, I'm the one who does a lot of the, our our editing of video, audio, our promos, all that. I got really into it and I started to try to figure out everything he was doing to try to come up with some different ideas and different kind of stuff that we we don't usually do here on the show because of, uh, we have uh, a very low budget uh, slash I don't have the time to go crazy editing. So you were going to uh, edit me like falling down the stairs of Mexico in, at Epcot is, some, is what you're saying? Don't worry, that that will come someday. Don't don't worry. We're we're working on getting the correct footage for that. Wink, wink, nod, nod. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, the um, did you eat in the restaurant, Ryan? I did. So they do have a quick service restaurant in there now called Pim's Kitchen. Uh, if you are familiar with uh, uh, Ant Man, uh, that that'll sound uh, or really uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, that should sound familiar to you. Him uh, was the doctor who created Ant Man, uh, Ant Man, uh, uh, and his uh, what created the ability to shrink and change size is what he referred to as the Pym particles. Uh, and then they used the Pym particles, of course, to um, that's what they used to travel through time in order to go back and get the Infinity Stones and stuff like that. So. Pym particles are actually a pretty relevant uh, portion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but what they did was create this quick service restaurant called Pim's Kitchen, where it's like they've taken normal everyday meals and they've made them expand as though you were the size of an ant. So there's like a chicken sandwich that's like the size of your freaking head. 
right? But it's on a bun that looks like it's like the King's Hawaiian roll. You know, it's like so small, but the kit, but the but the chicken itself is massive. It's this huge chicken, and they've got a pretzel that's the size of a table. Um, but for our our friends that like a adult beverage here and there, uh, there's also several very good drinks there. Um, uh, there's a lemonade in there that's an alcohol uh, fuel lemonade in there that's very good. Uh, but what's cool about them is they serve them in like little beakers, you know, Pim, Pim Kitchen beakers. So they look like little science experiments. But yeah, the, what's uh, that spot is is right out in front of where the Avengers building is, too. So if you're sitting there at the right time of day, you can actually have a meal and watch the little stunt show that they do at the building, at the Avengers building, uh, while you're having lunch or while you're having dinner. Um, so that's a, that's a neat little spot to, to hang out and have a drink and a bite to eat. Um, but another place you can eat over there too, is it's kind of a toss back to the original, the first Avengers movie that they did, uh, the closing credits and the end of the first Avengers movie is, uh, the, the main Avengers sitting around eating shawarma. Uh, and there's a shawarma cart that's right outside uh, of that area too, so you can go get some chicken shawarma or some uh, falafel shawarma or some beef shawarma out there too. Uh, and it's very good as long as you like garlic. If you don't like garlic, I would recommend Pim's Kitchen. <laughs> so there's a lot a lot of garlic on it, but delicious. Also really good. So we've got attractions, we've got character interactions, and we've got food. Um, is there any other special uh, events or things that if I'm a big Adventures fan, I want to make sure I... I partake in that show or event. Yeah, one of the things that they talk about in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, and you actually see it in the background a few times uh, in some of the movies, is uh, creating a show called Rogers the Musical. And it's supposed to be about the first Avengers, Captain America, right? Steve Rogers. Uh, and just recently, in the last several months, they've actually created a play that uh, at least as of as of the last time I checked, you actually have to get into a virtual Q4 just to get a seat. Uh, but it's in the Hyperion Theater uh, over at Disney's California Adventure. And you can go see a theatrical uh, play of, uh, that's basically a rundown of, of the Avengers, uh, starting with Captain America all the way through uh, the first Avengers movie. So it's a musical. It's a musical. Yeah, it's a musical. So uh, I'm I'm planning I'm I'm as of the taping of this show I'm a couple weeks away from a Disney trip uh, I haven't been since the show um, Disneyland trip I haven't been since the show was released so that's high up on my priority list to go check out and see um, but it's supposed to be pretty whimsical uh, and fun so so I'm excited to go check that out too. Excellent. Um... Yeah, I, again, lots of potential, lots of excitement there if you're a Marvel fan. You know, you mentioned PIMS. I just, not to get too far off topic, but they did build an Avengers campus over in France. Yeah. The, and uh, some stuff I've seen, the PIMS there is actually like a sit-down, all-you-can-eat uh, gourmet uh, buffet. And I think, um, I think... Uh, Lee and Susie and their family went and they took some great pictures of it and it looks like a ball. Yeah, so the, there's the Avengers campuses are pretty much crawling across all the Disney parks around the world with the exception of Orlando at this point. Um, uh, but yeah, so they do have a PIMS over there that's a sit down, a sit down restaurant that you can eat at. 
but in my opinion the coolest marvel thing that's at in, in euro disney or in disneyland paris uh, is that they have a hotel there that's the New York Hotel, which is a Marvel-themed hotel. And all I'll tell people is, number one, your MVPs can book this for you. Uh, and number two, take a look at some of the pictures. If you're a Marvel fan, take a look at some of the pictures of these rooms, these Marvel-themed rooms. Or just look they're, at the bar. Just look at the bar. Oh, yeah. they're And they're mind-blowingly cool. Yeah. Like, like I've already I've already informed my wife that the next time I'm anywhere remotely close to Paris for my day job and travels, like, and she's encouraged me to do it too. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go stay there for a night. I'm gonna go do the parks uh, and do do it all. But like that 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 resort, like I want one of those resorts at every single Disney park everywhere in the world. Like that 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 resort looks amazing. Yeah, they're really they're going on to it. So getting back here to uh, to North America. So, um, you know, there was a, some announcements for Disneyland that didn't come true or didn't. But I, I want to mention one other thing. Um, the concept art has been out for Disneyland Forward, right? And Disneyland Forward is multi-use lands that is going to be, you know, there's a thought to make part of it uh, accessible from Disneyland and another part of it accessible from Disney's California Adventure and some of it mixed use around the existing hotels and building new hotels. So a lot of concept are up there, but one thing that did come to note in the research for that, they, they talked about bringing a lot of the stuff that has been successful at Disney sea and creating sort of mini lands that have been done um, at Disney sea or Hong Kong. Um, but they did expose some artwork that looks like Wakanda. And I think that would be an awesome addition to California. I think yeah, Wakanda I, would be an awesome addition anywhere. Yeah, like I second Ryan on that one. That one, I'm surprised we don't see more of that within the Disney parks across the world. I mean, that was such a hugely popular movie series that we don't hear much about it. We don't see much about it right now. And I think it's missing in Disney. It really is. Well, plus Disney, with their building of Pandora, we know they can create worlds that would look very similar to Wakanda, right? If you take a look at what they've done at Adventurelands, Pandora and everything, you know they could come up with um, a really good representation of that world, right? And so I think it's really within their uh, bailiwick to produce, and I, I really hope they do it. I hope it's just not scribbling on an art pad. I hope it's in part of the future. You know, I, I had this thought um, that, and this is maybe a little off topic, but it goes alongside that. We don't know what Universal's Epic is going to really have yet. We have concept art, but it's not labeled, right? But considering that they do have theme park rights for Marvel in Orlando right now, I will tell you, if there is not a Marvel area inside of there that makes sense to black panther or any of the popular characters right now that'll be your first sign that it's going back to disney world and if it's going back to disney world i could very well see the potential fifth gate that's been talked about being largely marvel right largely marvel right and, and, and I, that's and you bring up a good point we we talked about this on some of the other shows but i think it's worth talking about again um four billion was a lot of money right uh but it still had a number associated that royalties have to be paid by universal 
So there's a number there. I don't know what that number is, but if if Disney was willing to put four billion on what they got, I'm sure they'd be willing to, you know, put a billion or two on the rest of it for Florida, because it would be with that money, Universal could revamp right their attractions, phase them out at Marvel's Super uh, Hero Island of Islands of Adventure, and create a whole new world. They have plenty of IPs they could. But to your point, um, so they could have the money to do it and sell that off, right? And then Disney would have the rights to do it in Florida. But to your point, we have seen, if you go online, there's deep dives into the construction and the progress. There's classic monsters. There's Mario. There's how to train your dragon. Um, there's an extension of, uh, you know. Fantastic beasts. Fantastic beasts. Yeah. There's some central areas. There's not an area carved out for Marvel that anywhere you see, even anything remote. So I think that if I'm universal and I know that's down the road, I'm not going to make an investment in that right now of something that I'm going to regret and have to retrofit. But, you know, if I'm universal, why wouldn't I take a billion dollars or, you know, to, to there's a number, whatever that number is. Right. And, and, and listen, Disney popped four billion dollars for that franchise. And the MCU alone, since Disney's acquired it, has made almost $30 billion in gross revenue. That $29.5 billion in, in gross gross revenue. Is that so, billion? Billion with a B. Uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, one movie. One movie. The high, Avengers Endgame was $2.8 billion. They almost, they almost covered their spending on one movie. Right. So, so yeah, I think, um, I think there's a number there. I think you're right. And I think Universal is going to stick it to them. And I think they should. Yep. Um, but I think it's going to play out very well for both. That's win win, right? That's win win. Yeah. You get the fifth gate, it's a Marvel park, right? You get Universal gets all this money to either expand Epic Adventure or redo that island of adventure land, right? And who wins? Us as consumers, right? If if I'm I, listen, this is totally sidetracking, but I'm just going to throw this out there. If I'm Universal, I'm getting that four billion dollars or whatever I'm getting from Disney in order to hand over the rights to the theme park rights of all the characters and step away from Marvel entirely. And I'm turning around and I'm going to Warner Brothers and I'm saying I'm buying the rights from Six Flags for DC, right? Yep. And I'm going to take Batman and Superman and I'm going to turn them into something amazing in islands of adventure yeah not because, the garbage that's there today right right because universal's proven they can do it right you know? and they can do it way better than six flags has ever done it you know so uh i like it yeah i that's yeah. what i'm doing i think it's a great business decision and uh i think we should run it up by the board i think so too john yeah i'm i'm in it let's uh let's get that proposal going here and uh see what happens oh i thought no, you were no. the final decision <laughs> yeah right <laughs> now here's the reason i'm going there is that you know um going back probably like 10 years um there was a point in time where um marvel before they while they still were their own entity had contracted to do a marvel theme park in the middle east and some concept art was out for it then fast forward, Disney buys them and the deal falls through, right? But some very talented Imagineers from multiple different companies that we are all very familiar with 
um, even came up with various lands. Um, I think if you're going to do a fifth gate at um, in Orlando, this is starts to become the blueprint for it, right? You've got to have a, you know, you've got to have a superhero city, right? Where, um, where all of that has, it's not, you know, it's not Gotham, it's Metropolis of some kind, right? Because that's where they all live. And that's certainly got to be an area um, that's, that's very popular. Um, there were some ideas coming up for um, a Fantastic Four ride or attraction. Think about that, right? To do a Fantastic Four along the lines of what they did with the Avengers, right? Um, so you got the City of Superheroes as one land, the the Fantastic Four kind of in there um, in a, an immersive uh, thing. And then... Um, you know, you could do the Marvel superheroes. You could do a 4D movie. Um, you could certainly do even a better uh, Spider-Man ride. But there's a. My point is, is that stuff has been bouncing around out there. There's content that that can happen. You know, building Wakanda as a land, etc. Th that there's stuff that's out there that's been already dreamed up of that could easily become that fifth gate. Disney has not even touched X-Men yet. X-Men is a gold mine once they tap into it. Right. And they're just starting to with Deadpool and Wolverine just now. They're just starting to make those movies now. That now they tapped into it a little bit with Professor X in the uh Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and that was hugely popular and drew, drew a big reaction. It's now that now that uh X-Men was owned by Fox because again, Marvel was just selling pieces off everywhere. Right yeah. so now, now Disney owns Fox, and now that Disney owns Fox, they've got Marvel. Uh, I'm sorry, they've got X Men. So again, that's another thing. Fantastic Four would be amazing, right? Iron it's, Man, right? An Iron Man Robo Coaster, or yeah, something, right. Which and they've got stuff Iron Man themed in Paris and other places, right? Yeah. So there's just so much untapped potential in North America for popular characters that people will just go absolutely wild for. I mean, you could have a Wolverine's Berserker ride that would just be like an ultimate thrill ride in California, and people would just go crazy for it, right? So, uh, yeah, lots lots of untapped potential still for, for Marvel and Disney. What do you think, John? I mean, the potential here, like Ryan said, it's it's massive. I mean, let's be honest. If it happens and when it happens, we're going to get some really, really cool stuff. It's it's going to be cool. Um, that may be what Disney's really, truly waiting for uh, to really get an idea for this fifth gate that we keep touching on ever so often. I think that's the deal that we're waiting for. Uh, see what Epic does. And if there's no Mar if there's no Marvels there. That's the green light for Disney to start really aggressively pushing. Um, Disney knows already. Disney knows more about Epic right now than we do, for sure. Oh, 100%. Sure. Yeah. So that's uh, the thing, right? Is that it's that it's it's so tied in, interestingly enough. Um, I think it's destined. We've talked about it before. I think it's eminent. Um, I'm just hoping you guys will get to see it. I just hope I get to see it in my lifetime, right? All come together. I so, think it will. Uh, I think it'll be sooner than you think. I mean, Disney Disney has placed Marvel in so many strategic areas 
that they're just waiting and it's just a waiting game. And I mean, we didn't even talk about the cruise line, right? I mean, the, the Disney wish has a whole Marvel area built into it on the Disney wish along with star Wars and all the Disney cruise line ships are having Marvel day at sea now, right? Where the characters come out on sea at sea and you can meet Spider-Man in the middle of, you know, the Bahamas, right? So on your way to the Bahamas. So, uh, yeah, Carl, I think you'll see it even in, at your old age. I think you'll even see it in your lifetime. Well, that's reassuring. Um, <laughs> what have we missed if you were a Marvel fan in the Disney universe? Um, other than Rockets, one of the best animatronics that they've ever made. Oh. The Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah. Breakout. That It's a fantastic uh, animatronic, but yeah, I think we touched on the major stuff. I, I, I listen if if you're a Marvel fan and you haven't been to a Disney Park and or or really we love Universal here too, right? Or you haven't been to Universal Orlando yet, you're missing out because there's some super cool Marvel stuff out there for you to go see. That just like I took a guy who's loved Marvel his entire life to Disney California Adventure. He's loved Spider Man his entire life, and we're sitting there. And he's taking a picture with Ant-Man and Spider-Man literally just sneaks up behind him. And here's a grown-ass man in his late 20s, early 30s that just went absolutely gaga for Spider-Man. You know, like he like melted as soon as he saw Spider-Man. Like those kinds of interactions, you know, these are characters you've grown up with now your whole life. If you're whether you're whether you're Carl's age, you're my age, or you're John's age, or you're, you know, my kid's age, it doesn't matter. You've grown up with with Marvel at this point your whole life. And uh, it, it, seeing them is is an awesome experience. Seeing the characters and interacting with the characters in this way is a totally amazing experience. Awesome. So until it all happens, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.